Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Meta Era Nerd Podcast. This week's meta, a little anime, TV, and gaming featuring games we wish were brought back from the dead, remastered and remade edition. We are your nerds, Marcus and Rico. So last week I mentioned we were going to do a rapid fire thing going on, and it wasn't really rapid fire. But after Rico and I talked again, we said, no, you know what, just so we want to get into our discussion because we really enjoy the discussion part, we're actually going to try to do a rapid fire edition for real this time. So it's just going to be quick news, quick thoughts, nothing more than, I would say, like four or five minutes. And even then, that's a little long. So we're going to try to get through it quickly and just get through news quick so we can get through a discussion that is going to feature games we wish were brought back, you know, that have been gone or it's been a while. It's been 10 years. Games that haven't been, haven't been around since the 90s. So we're going to go ahead and open up with that. Uh, but before we do, Rico, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, had a pretty fun weekend. It was my nephew's birthday this weekend. So traveled about two hours north to San Diego for a little birthday party for him. Uh, his parents bought, actually bought him, didn't rent him, bought him a water slide. So, what kind of water slide? Is it one of those inflatable ones or like those slip and slide ones? Yeah, like a, like an inflatable water slide. It, it wasn't anything crazy. You know, uh, it has a slide, it has a little tunnel underneath. And at the bottom, like it has like the like a swimming pool that the water rises a little bit and stuff. And also a... on one of the edges, it has like a little water gun that like kind of feeds water in and out. So like you can point that at people. It's like a little mounted like water turret. So they had a real good time. It was a, it was a good time. He turned five, which is crazy. Uh, I can't believe like it's already been five years. Uh is there an age restriction on that inflatable water slide? Uh, yes, it's very much. It's very much only for kids. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not one of those giant ones that like you or I or like Darren right away. Darren wanted to try like to get on that thing, and he said like as soon as I stepped on it, the the air started going down. So if Darren couldn't do it, yeah, I then. mean we're 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 also. <laughs> Not getting up there. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, my week has been pretty good. It's actually going to open up into a, into the anime. There is not a lot of anime to talk about, but I just don't want to. I did want to address um, that. I before we get into the whole anime, which is not much again. I did finish the Ace of the Diamond baseball anime, so roughly about 180 episodes, give or take one or two. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. More knowledgeable by, about baseball. I was talking about it yesterday with Rico and Omar. Uh, shout out to Big Booty Gaming um, a lot because he, Omar is a baseball player, enjoys baseball, enjoys basketball, and just, I loved it for whatever reason, you know, and the author treats his main character just crazy. And even there at the end, I was like, are you serious? Um, so I did want to address that. I loved it. Now that gives me time to get into these newer anime, um, gives me time to continue, continue uh, with One Piece that I've actually surprisingly enjoyed. Um, there's something about, you know, early 2000s late it was a 1999 2000 anime that's just appealing uh that's just you know you're in there for the long haul so i am appreciating and enjoying that one uh, but to open up the anime section my my hero academia hero fest 2022 the event is scheduled for july 24th which is going to feature the episode one of season six with a pre-screening now uh i have read the manga i'm up to date with manga this is a season i've been hyping up for a long time to uh rico to cornelio so i'm sure they're looking forward to it uh, the other thing in, in regards to anime and again when i said short it's short top 10 anime of the week this is from last week july 8th to july 15th just because and i want to mention it because we are in the summer um schedule 
these are the ones that have already dropped. And just so you have an idea of what's popping and what's, you know, what people are watching, what people are not. Uh, Licorice Recoil, uh, people are enjoying that one being at number one. Overlord 4 had all the hype. It's there at number two, right under it briefly. Another one, Call of the Night, number three. Uncle from Another World, which is featuring on, on Netflix 4. My Stepmom's Daughter is My Ex, number five. The Devil is a, pot, a Part-Timer, which is season two of the one that came out in 2014-ish. I forgot which one. Number six, Vermilion Gold 7, Clash of the Elite 2, season two at number eight. Summertime Rendering, which I'm still waiting to find a place to see it because it's not anywhere here at number nine. And Made in the Abyss, The Golden City, The Scorching Sun at number 10, which is, in my opinion, very low because that one's... Uh, amazing uh, but that's just one through ten that's what people are watching there's still a couple of of animes that have not uh, come out just to kind of give you a small idea uh, one of some of the ones that we haven't seen uh, that make their summer appearance that made out higher recently mysterious i know that, one, that one's real popular jojo's bizarre adventure stone ocean part two kake gururi twin the one on netflix can never say it um is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon season four carfet vanguard season three uh those are just a few that have not come out um and cyberpunk i think cyberpunk is going to be shooting for a summer time release if i'm not mistaken again being up towards august september uh so keep on the lookout for those Okay, and with that, that does wrap up the anime part. Again, there's not really much to kind of go on here. Uh, but from here, we're going to go. I'm going to pass it over to Rico. Get into TV. What do you got uh, for the, us? Uh, the last thing I wanted to mention is that we, I think we mentioned it before with uh, one last thing uh, for anime was Vinland Saga Season 2 coming to Crunchyroll January 2023. Uh, the only reason I wanted to touch on that is because I recently started watching Vinland Saga. I saw that it popped up on Netflix one day. Uh, it's one that Marcus has been telling me about for a long time. Uh, finally jumped in. I think it took me two episodes to get into it. It took me five episodes to realize what a great anime it already is. I'm still at that five because I did have that stuff uh, you were talk- that I mentioned about uh, this weekend. Uh, but as soon as I get a chance, I'm getting back into it and I'm going to binge the whole thing. The whole thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and I've always talked about villain because it was just... To me, when it comes to story, villain villain sagas, unlike anything that's out there, it's actually I think it's a lot better than what's already out with a lot of things. I know Demon Slayer gets that rep, and you know Attack on Titan. Not that it's a bad story, but villain saga does have right now that that concise, cohesive, just real nice story. And you know, think of Vikings, Game of Thrones. It just came out on Netflix, and and the thing with villain is it actually has two dubs of the Sentai Filmworks dub and the Netflix dub. So. To, you find your preference or watch it subbed. I watched it subbed when it came out on Amazon Prime first. That's where I saw it, and I loved it. I do have my favorite characters. I'm, I'm, there's one character in particular who I'm waiting for Rico to get to. I think that's going to be his, or he's going to really like him. Um, but my, I like Ashglad, and, you know, that guy's awesome. But you'll see. Very philosophical, very awesome, very entertaining. Um, so I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. I know Cornelio, shout out to Brown Yeti, and... Um, you know that he's getting into it he's talking about it just finished up episode four i believe i think he just said um mm-hmm. so i'm glad that you know you guys are on it so you can you know get on that train with me when season two comes out so yeah and staying i guess uh in staying with the uh stuff we watch we will jump into the tvs and movies uh just real quick uh last of us is, on hbo is going to get its official release uh in early 2023 no date yet but we know that probably means first quarter uh so it'll be here before we know it uh resident evil new series is now streaming on netflix it is a live action 
based on the ratings I've been seeing, everything looks pretty high, uh, especially from video games transition to live action. Historically, doesn't do too well, but uh, this one looks like it would be worth a watch. Uh, original story revolving around Jade Wesker. From what I understand, it's kind of has a story being told over two different timelines. So who knows what we can see, who or what we're going to be able to see across those timelines. Uh, staying with, with uh, Netflix, Black Mirror is coming. Black Mirror Season 6 is coming to Netflix. Started production. Features uh, some big uh, cast members, uh, to name a few. Josh Hartnett, Kate Mara, and Aaron Paul. Uh, then we have the Barbie movie. Ryan Gosling made a comment saying that the movie isn't what you think it is. And then once you think you have the movie figured out, like it's, it kind of flips on you again. Uh, so that initially, like when I heard that they were making a Barbie movie, I was like, what? Like, what, like, what, what's going to be the deal with this movie? But I mean, who knows? Ryan Gosling, you know, is known a bit for his acting chops. You know, he doesn't just play like one formula. He does a little bit of variety here and there. So I'll, I'll take his word for it. And I'm, I'm going to be interested to see what people think. Like once we get that movie out, uh, Another Netflix announcement. Netflix partners with Microsoft for a new ad-supported plan. Uh, I'm not. I'm not too familiar with what this means, or I, I'm not too in the know about what exactly this is going to mean. Like for people that are already using Netflix, like is it going to affect them at all? Uh, what about people with Microsoft? Will there will there maybe be now a a plan for Microsoft or Xbox owners, Game Pass, those kinds of things? where we get Netflix integration, maybe, uh, is pricing going to change things like that. I know, uh, in discussing it with our friend group, uh, somebody mentioned that people were not too happy about this kind of thing. But again, if you already subscribed to these things, like, is this really going to affect you in any way? Any thoughts on that, Marcus? No, the thing with that is, okay. And this is from what I understood and from what I've read. I know, again, shout out to another one of our friends, Andrew, who's kind of echoed the same sentiment. If you already pay for Netflix, you know, which we do, in our case, Netflix is just going up in price. We pay for the premium price, whatever price it's going up to. Uh, when Netflix started out, it was at what, $11.99 or something like that, maybe even a little cheaper. Now, if you mm -hmm. want the top tier, it's going towards 20 bucks you know, or $59.99 if you're in there. Now, with the subscription prices that they're coming out with now, this is a lower priced ad-supported subscription. Think of it almost like Hulu in a way, right? Where you sign up for Hulu, you want to pay for the cheap one, you get ads, right? You pay Hulu for the premium, you get ad-free. I'm not sure why people are, arms, are up in arms about this just because, hey, you don't want ads? Pay for what we pay for already, right? Now, again, the price goes up. We're paying for that price. If you want to cancel it, cancel it. If you don't want it, you don't want it, right? But at the end of the day, if you like Netflix, you know, and they've hiked up the price, you've just been, you know, paying that hike up since Netflix has started. I think I've had it since, ooh, since it first came out back when I was in college. I've had Netflix since. And I want to say the total price for me has gone up maybe roughly four bucks or something, five bucks. I'm not going to miss those five dollars um, in my case. And for people, you know, oh, who that's too expensive, you know, maybe they do want a budget. There is going to be that lower tier price ad with ad supports at a lower cost you know and again it's not affecting anybody with netflix again this is as far as i know it's not affecting anybody with netflix right now it's affecting people who might not want to pay full price for ad free streaming they they might not mind ads okay they might get still get netflix for that lower 
uh, price and that's yeah, good for them. You know, they have something to watch at a lower price. The same thing we're doing. They're just going to be watching ads. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think. So again, it, if you, yeah, go ahead. It goes, it, it's essentially like watching TV, right? You know, yeah, you yeah, little, that's, those little ad breaks in between. And and the thing is, is that who's, who's complaining, you know, people, people who like, is it us, right? We've, we grew up with ad with, with commercials, you know what I mean? During yeah. programming, like we knew what was up, right? Everything was in 30 minute time slots, right? The actual show was 21, 22 minutes. You're talking about six, seven minutes of commercials. You know what I mean? So the fact that they're doing ad supports right now, and the ads might not even be that much. You know, Hulu, I think, has three ads at 30 seconds apiece. Uh, sometimes, I think, on YouTube, they're same. On YouTube, I even came across some that are one or two minutes. But ultimately, I don't think this is going to be all that crazy. And who who's it upsetting? I'm not sure. If it upsets you, cancel it. You know, Otherwise, if you don't mind ads and you want to pay a cheaper price, go with the lower price ad support. It's not going to, you know, no harm, no foul. So ultimately, I don't think it's such a big deal as people make it out to be. Yeah, I agree. It's just one of those things where you decide if the juice is worth the squeeze, right? Uh, exactly. And, and I mean, and, <laughs> I appreciate and, that. Yeah, and and why not? Uh, why not give people this other option where uh, you know, they, like you option. said, they don't. Yeah, a cheaper option, cost effective for those budgeters that like to uh, save a little here and there. Uh. One last thing for Netflix is that Yu Yu Hakusho is getting a live action series coming to Netflix. I Yu bet Yu that's uh, exciting for you. Oh, yeah. Yu Yu Hakusho um, was amazing. Again, it's one of those 90 ones. And if you guys don't know, it was by the creator of Hunter x Hunter. Um, that was his first work. He did complete that one. And I do have my favorite arcs. And, you know, I would have I preferred a remake Yu Yu Hakusho updated visuals updated animation completes the actual because at the end of the story uh, they did skip I think a few chapters there at that ending people had a, you know but otherwise it was the, it's totally adapted 90 90% adapted so I would have liked to have seen just an up to date version but a live action you know I'm I'm always you know when it comes to live actions but hey Yu Yu Hakusho Yu Yu Hakusho man spirit gun hell yeah yeah right on uh, I personally have never seen it. I've heard about it. I've seen characters. I know a little bit of the characters. Uh, but it would be my entry point into that. And even if it just catches my, my interest just a little bit, maybe I'll go back and watch the anime. I'm a big fan of Hunter x Hunter, so. Oh, yeah, dude. It's uh, good. It's really good. Uh, so then I'll, I'll throw in sports before we go into gaming. Uh, in sports, we just have two things. Uh, this week, the play-in tournament for the NBA became... Uh, permanent. They voted on it and made it permanent. It's been one of the most exciting things I think probably over the past. What was what's it? What's it been? Two years. Yeah. Two years. Three years. Two. I think. Well, since uh, the bubble. Right. Yeah. And and yeah. we had the the Warriors this year. So it's three the, years. We just finished three years. Yeah, three I years. Think. Okay. Yeah, you're right. So uh, yeah, I mean, it it seemed like uh, people liked it. Uh, it made sense for the teams, made sense for the, you know, for the league. So, awesome. Uh, then another thing that we could probably talk about a little bit more is Adam Silver is looking for remedies for players, specifically big-name players, to stop requesting trades from NBA teams. Uh, of course, this is big and at the forefront because it's not like it's the first time it happens, but uh, this this season with the KD... Uh, Kevin Durant 
uh, asking for a trade from the Brooklyn Nets, uh, we kind of still have that lottery up in the air where he's going to land. And then once he lands, all the other pieces in free agency uh, are going to kind of fall into place. But uh, it's just a huge... Every time something like this happens with a big-name player just saying, like, I'm out of here, get me out of here, you know, they kind of leave their team, like, high and dry sometimes, especially when they say, like, uh, trade me to one of these three teams or, like, I'm not going to accept it, like in this case where Durant has, like, a restrictions as to where they can trade him because ultimately he can approve or disapprove uh and again it just creates like this whole big like paradigm shift for the league where like all of a sudden this team is down in the dumps or uh you know we put so much emphasis nowadays on like who's winning who's not winning uh is he gonna win a championship well he's good but he's never gonna win a championship so he's not that good like uh, it, it's kind of this crazy. It, it's lead, it's led to this craziness of like, uh, like how do we keep these? How do we make everything relatively even across the board? It's a uh, thing. It's it's a, it's a double-edged sword. It's a hell of a double-edged sword because you're going to keep the organization happy and the player happy. The thing that the, the thing with these type of scenarios is. A player holds the team, right? When it comes to, hey, you know, trade me to one of these three teams. There's no leverage for the team. But at the same time, it's like, hey, you know, the loyalty loyalty seems to be such a big thing, you know, in the fan base or, you know, you know um, organizations, teams aren't loyal. They can trade their players whenever the hell they want, you know, promise them all these things. But ultimately, they can be traded, hey, regardless of what happens. And, you know, when it comes to those things, it's like, okay, well, who are you going to make happy? So when a player does that, a player is trying to take the initiative of, keeping themselves happy why why shouldn't a player do that but then it's say it's oh you know kd man you shouldn't be doing that you know uh you're you're soft you're soft all these things kind of come to play adam silver and his you know and these remedies I'm, I'm trying to think what exactly can they do to remedy the situation and make everybody happy like you said where do you where do you keep it even somebody's kind of kind of kind of be upset you know kd just signed a was it four four year close to 200 mils like 180 or 190 or something like that just recently mm-hmm. um he, so w- what do you do right oh i want to get traded to one of these three teams everybody knows he has no leverage kd can choose not to play get fined whatever you know these guys have money you know they're they're they're, they're playing with million dollars just millions and millions of dollars that who knows whether they miss or not right we saw with ben simmons who missed out on a whole year just to get traded because obviously there's no what were the Sixers going to do with Simmons, who was just, you know, nothing. He was just a, a waste. You know, he just, you know, for both for both parties, it was a waste of time. See, so that's the thing. Ultimately, how long do they want to hold out? You know, and what are these remedies? You know, f- fill me in. Do you have any idea what what some of these remedies might be? I, I mean, it, it it's it can be as simple as throwing more money, like at at like some kind of loyalty contract or something like that, or a good faith thing like that because i mean when you just start to throw more money then other uh, then other teams are going to figure out a way to do more money and you know you can't just lift you can't just continue to just infinitely go up more money more money more money more money because then yeah. the problem that's like a temporary fix it's not like a long-term solution so to me it has to be like them instituting some kind of rules or or something, but then you don't want to make it. You also don't want to make it too complicated, right? Yeah. I, ideally, ideally, yes, we would have more than like a handful of teams that can win a championship in a year. And uh, you know, sometimes we do have teams come out of nowhere and 
you know, just put it together, do it at the right time, uh, and stuff like that. But I don't know. It, it's it's tough. But and like you mentioned, it's not just like the players, but also like look at what just happened with DeAndre Ayton. Like the Suns knew exactly what they were doing and letting him like go out and explore a market. Another team made him an offer, and then the Suns just went ahead and swooped in and signed him for that same number. Like versus what the the Suns would have had to pay him for him to uh extend like they they robbed him uh but see like in that case the player loses versus like in katie's case the entire team loses and maybe even you know uh that that affects like the east the eastern conference like as a whole like big so i don't know like you don't want to watch it to me like i don't want to want i don't want to see anybody get screwed over right but particularly players but uh I don't know. I, I feel like you have to put in some sort of like rule set and stuff, which like I'm not excited about something like that. But if it's going to lead to us being a little bit more balanced and like kind of every team kind of has a shot. I mean, within reason, right? Like not like. Uh, because obviously some some GMs and some people make a lot smarter moves than other ones, right? Yeah, uh, I just don't know what like what direction Adam Silver wants to go in. It's not, it's not, it, you know, the NBA has been around for a long time. This has happened a lot. Now, Adam Silver, Adam Silver, Adam Silver now has a problem, you know, with it because it's a bunch of these high-profile players who are requesting these trades. High-profiles, you know, profile players have never never requested trades before, trades before. But the thing is, is that you're dealing with high-profile players who, you know, the KDs and the Kyries, you know, they have baggage, they have drama. And let's be honest. You know, they can be drama queens, you know, they can ball. I'm not saying they can't ball, but they can be, you know, you know, drama queens and they can create that, you know, you know, discord um, within the organization in one way or another. Right? And it's, it's, it's no it's no secret. So I don't know if it's just the fact that it's them too, the fact that they're being vocal about it and the fact that they do have leverage. Let's be honest, you know, K, KD is KD, one of the top players in the world. And if this is a top one of the top players in the world wants to trade, who's going to stop him? You know, the organization might, might not, right? But ultimately, I think it's more Adam Silver does not want to see top five players in the world do these type of things because it kind of opens up pathways and gateways for other people to kind of, you know, take that initiative also. To do to do the same, especially when it's a top five player to an already contending team. Like, yeah. if he was yeah. going somewhere to go, like, make a name for himself or something like that, like, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But when he asks, like... I want to go to either one of these two number one seeds. It's like, well, shit. Like, they're just stacking this team even more. See, I think that's more of the issue. You know, I think it's more the issue that, oh, they want to go. They want to win. You know, they want to, uh, you know, bring unbalanced, you know, to the league. Right. But, you know, LeBron did it and stuff like that. And they, they, they you want to send the best player to, you know, the Suns or the Heat who are contenders, you know, Kevin Durant did it when he went to Golden State, but in free agency. So the only difference is, is now he's on the trade block. But at the end of the day, the faster these things get done, the better. Ultimately, I think, I, I think Adam Silver is concerned with the wrong things in the sense that it's KD. It's not, oh, you know, players should be looking for trade. It's not players should not be looking for trades. It's KD and high-profile top five players should not be asking for trades because they would bring some sort of unbound. And I guess and even to just random teams, and again, um, it's not just random teams. It's first. You're talking about contenders. You know what I mean? So I, I'm not sure what type of remedies he's going to do, but ultimately, 
I don't think anything's going to get done. I don't. I think it's, they're just going to wait for it to pass. Ultimately, the faster these type of things get done, the faster they can move on, the better it is for everybody. You know, the 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 Nets right now. You know, KD has his leverage, but the the net the Nets have their leverage too. They can choose to sit his ass down for four years, and you know, they can choose to either trade him. They can choose to do whatever they want with him. That's what it's called a contract. You know what I mean? They yeah. can't do anything. So ultimately, they're both at a stalemate. Why Adam Silver wants to intervene, I don't know. You're, you what you want to you want to get into the middle of a stalemate. You want to get in of two people, two organizations, two powerhouses who obviously, you know, are just pulling the the tug of war right now and not making any traction. Does Adam Silver really want to go in and essentially pick a side or try to you know I, mediate? I I think I think ultimately it's because one of his teams is the loser in this, because no yes like. The Brooklyn Nets have options, but ultimately they're losing a top five player. And there's no chance. There's no, there's zero percent chance that they get his value or anything even near that because of the circumstances in which he wants to be traded. Because if they send him to a team and they get anything like, uh, like, for example, he wants to go to Phoenix. He wants to go to Phoenix to play with Devin Booker. He wants to go to Phoenix to play with Chris Paul and contend with them for a title. If Phoenix was to say, okay, we'll send you Devin Booker, they wouldn't do that, right? But if they were to say that, KD would say, like, nah, I don't want to go to Phoenix if Devin Booker's not there. And that's within his right because of the contract he signed. Yeah. So ultimately, like, Brooklyn, they're only, like, the, their light at the end of the tunnel is they have to go for a full reset. They have to. Like they're not gonna, they're not gonna get his value back. Like not even close. Yeah. So, so uh, again, the faster they move on, the better it is for all parties yeah. involved. What, what would you think of something like? Again, I don't like to for them to add more and more rules. It seems like so complicated nowadays. But what if they were to institute something saying like, okay, like in the next like ten years, we're gonna we're going to put in a system where you can only sign two contracts over X number of dollars here. You can only have these like this many contracts over this like number of dollars. And then the rest, like it's, you could do whatever you want, like kind of instituting like a, you can only have two tier one contracts. You can only have four tier two contracts. And then from there on out, like free game. Huh? That'd be Does that of- make sense? Kinda. I, like I, you could, I, you you could have t- like two max players, and then everything else kind of. You can either choose to do the two max players, and then like oh, you kind of oh, disqualify. Per organization, that's what you mean. Yes. So that would, I guess, do away with big threes. I mean, not necessarily because the third one would obviously be. Uh, that that would go would like to, that more towards the realm of like duos. Yeah. Rather so than saying, like we're gonna sign all these stars. Yeah tiered contracts so it'd be tier one contracts tier two contracts and i guess tier three contracts would be your veteran minimum type contracts and stuff uh that doesn't that doesn't seem to be too far-fetched actually um again that just i guess would encapsulate you know the amount of money that a i guess a tier two player might be able to make because let's say for example right you do have KD and Kyrie, but you have ben simmons who just came in you know and well ben simmons all-star mode obviously not the one we're dealing with right now I think it's worth a lot more than a tier two contract, you know, but again, who's to say what a tier two contract even is. Obviously there's a lot of stipulations involved and what might be considered what, 
Well, that'd be something that'd be something interesting to look at. Um, but now, See, I, what I, I would I, I would use I would use like a like a team like the Warriors as an example. You know, obviously one tier one tier one contract is going to Steph Curry. Who cares? No matter what, he's getting tier one. Then you have to decide: Are we giving this next one to Clay or Draymond, or are we giving it to one of our new up and coming guys? And once you once those once those like uh, contracts fall into place, who decides that they're not happy? Who decides they're okay taking a back seat? Who's gonna is is it gonna shift like over time? Does uh, one of the young guys, Wiggins, uh, maybe uh, Peyton? Did Peyton stay with them? He moved, didn't he? He left to uh, I forgot where he went, but he left to Portland. Yeah, well, one of those other guys, like do do they overtake that whoever has the other tier one or tier two or whatever? Uh, and then ultimately, people say like people have people have to make like a bigger decision as like, am I gonna stay here and kind of accept that this is my spot, or am I gonna go make something of myself somewhere else? Uh, so they have options. Yeah. I, they would have options to choose from, and again, like I think that involves stipulations in in the contract in itself, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's all the wording and the agents and, you know, whatever else they come up with, right? Yeah. Yeah, I could see something like that working. Of course, as money and salary cap goes up, like you have to kind of stick with uh, those numbers as they rise. Like obviously the, the contract also is going to rise too. But uh, you would hope we wouldn't have to get to that. But if that's, if it's something that they're going to like try and lock in, I could see something like that. Something along those lines, maybe not exactly, but working-ish. Yeah. Uh, so then we'll cover, we'll jump straight into gaming. Uh, gaming, uh, yet another fantasy title, is going to be a parody RPG. Uh, seems like a perfect, uh, a perfect uh, mold of like RPG, like humor and, uh, you know, gaming. Uh, Marcus mentioned that he thought the art looked pretty good. It looks like a, uh, I don't want to say an indie title because obviously I don't want to say that because arts, the art style on a lot of those is just spectacular on this one, top down. And I really like, you know, what it's working with, you know, very artsy. It looks almost like kind of like an airbrush type thing going on there. Uh, very reminiscent of Super Mario RPG type stuff. Almost like their little clay models or something like that. I, I, I vibed with it. I really liked it. I really liked the way it looked. Yeah, uh, when I when I uh, saw like that, it's gonna be like a satire kind of game. It kind of reminded me of like oh South Park, those games. I never played them, but I've always heard very good things entertainment wise and stuff. So uh, it's definitely something that I'm gonna keep my eyes on. Yeah. Uh, the a new PlayStation State of Play has been teased by an insider, supposedly in the coming months. Uh, I won't na- I won't say names, but the insider said that. Excuse me that uh playstation has uh kind of been shopping around to see if they can get some people uh companies and games and stuff to put together a presentation hopefully with what they have coming in the next uh few months we also did uh, i think we mentioned last week that uh god of war is going to be coming this this month i mean this uh year after all so uh it seems like a perfect uh a perfect place for them to show us a little bit more about that game. Cause even though we know it's coming, we still haven't seen anything other than, I think they did reveal like the special editions yeah. uh, of the game, the hammer. Yes. The hammer, a <laughs> coin, like some art maybe. And I don't know if I saw like soundtrack or something like that. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully it's true. And hopefully we get uh, more games is always better. Right. Or more 
more uh, live streams. Uh, what would you call them? Presentations. I guess digital presentations are always nice because uh, the more like the more we see, you know, somebody will find something for them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Elden Ring DLC was uh, semi like leaked. Uh, unfortunately, it did. It this uh, information was come across by like a, a ransomware attack uh, to the company, and they say that in the data mining, the DLC is going to be called Barbarians of the Badlands. Uh, we do have one of our friends. Uh, we talk about him all the time. Andrew said that he thinks that it might be like a spinoff game, similar to how I think he said was it uh, Demon Souls? Uh, Bloodborne. Bloodborne, Bloodborne. It was like kind of a spinoff of, would it be the Souls games or? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, what what all what stays in my mind is that uh, that last ending that we never saw, uh, that people were trying to find and find for Elden Ring, but it never came. So to me, like that tells me maybe this is what that is. They're gonna unlock that last ending, give us some new characters. A couple new things, maybe a new weapon type. Who knows? Uh, but more Elden Ring, please. Yes. I want to play more. Ha. <laughs> uh, Bayonetta 3 launches on the... What are, on the... Was October, it October 28th. October 28th. Yes. Um, they actually do have the... Um, what was it called? Masquerade Edition? The Trinity Masquerade? Something like that. Something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I, did, I did pre-order that. So if you haven't pre-ordered it and you want to pre-order it, make sure you go out there quick. Um, because I'm sure pre-orders are going to fly off the shelves. I think pre-orders went up live this week, if you can find it anywhere. I don't think Amazon has listed it yet. Aside from Bayonetta 3 launching October 28th with the special edition in tow, uh, there is going to be the Bayonetta physical copy of Part 1 for $30 if you want to get your hands on that one. That one is going to be a limited release, as said by Nintendo. If you're a fan of Bayonetta, you need to jump on those, like, yesterday. Um, you know, it doesn't help that our podcasts, you know, are on thursdays or fridays and stuff like that right so if this happens on monday you know you're barely finding out maybe you can it shouldn't be too late to kind of get the jump on it so uh bayonetta yeah october 28th um and the physical copy of part one also dropping soon so make sure you get on that um then we have the nintendo company put together a pokemon fossil museum uh traveling attraction that has been going around you can also google it uh if you're not able to get to one of the places that it's going to be at um you can you can check it out online uh it's going to include you know all the fossil pokemon the tyrantrums the aerodactyls uh i thought that was pretty interesting and being a pokemon head like i was like this is really cool and something yeah. i would like to see but i think it's mostly going to be like in japan and those areas so i haven't yeah. gotten a chance to uh to check it out online but i probably will really soon Maybe right after this. Uh, Pokemon Puzzle League is also now on the Nintendo 64 uh, NSO pack. Uh, again, the Nintendo 64 service is on top of... It, it's a, the premium version of the Nintendo Switch Online pack. Uh, so you have, to, you have to opt to buy that and then you unlock like the Nintendo 64 games. There was already a couple things on there that I wanted to play. Uh, I know Marcus has also talked about... Uh, kind of uh trying that out here pretty soon so uh was it yesterday i was super close um because i have my my renewal subscription for nintendo switch online is already going to be up in august so mm-hmm. i said i might as well pay 50 bucks now try it out for a year you know and there's a lot of games and then, not there's a lot of games a lot of there's a small amount of the small good games 
And then there's a Sega, the Sega stuff that also piqued my interest. So I want to kind of go through the Sega stuff too. Um, but I'm probably either tonight or tomorrow going to jump on the Nintendo Switch Online N64 stuff to kind of give it a try. I know when it first came out, it was kind of wonky and stuff like that. So hopefully maybe they fixed a lot of those issues, which I've heard that they have fixed a lot of the. It was primarily with Zelda uh, that this was happening with. Um, so hopefully it's gone better. But I'm going to jump on it soon. I am like I'm talking like in the next few days soon. Awesome. Well, uh, I'll probably have to take the. Well, there's some games that I want to go back and play there that I've never played before. But there are a lot of games like I'm kind of jumping between right now. Uh, so maybe once I have a little bit more downtime, then I'll I'll probably do the same. Uh, three four three. The Halo Infinite co-op campaign is now in test flight. I believe if you go to their website, uh, you can check it out. I'm not sure how they're releasing. Uh, this beta, but it's something that our friend group has been waiting for for a long time. So uh, check it out. Check it out if you're wanting to play that game in uh, co-op mode. Uh, you haven't played it yet, have you, Marcus? Not. <laughs> what am I? I have a big list, man. So it's a matter of what order I'm going to get through these things. <laughs> uh, so the last thing for gaming is uh, we had some Overwatch 2 beta patches this week. Uh, two to be specific. Uh, one of them was specifically for healers. One of them was kind of crazy in the a change to Mora, where they changed one of her abilities. That kind of was a huge shift in the character. Uh, then we got another one that was more of a general patch to kind of put a little bit of balance uh, to some characters rather than a rework. I won't go too into the changes. If you want to check them out, just uh check out the Battle.net forums or anywhere online. If you just Google Overwatch patch notes, you'll check them out. Uh, and with Overwatch, we have the Mid-Season Madness Tournament coming up this week, which I think are going to be four games, every uh, Overwatch League, four games every day, I think from Monday through Friday. And if I'm not mistaken, I think it ends on Saturday. They'll have the, the finals. Yes, they'll have the finals on Saturday. Uh, there are encores uh, throughout that time. If you're an Overwatch player and you watch some of these games, they give you Overwatch League tokens. Every so often, they give you a couple tokens, a couple tokens. It gives you access to buy skins and stuff like that in-game. Just in case you're wanting to watch like some high-level Overwatch or try and learn some of the things that they do. Uh, the casters are usually pretty entertaining as well. It's going to be the first time that we see... Uh, the NA region, which is North America, and the APAC region, which is the Asia Pacific region, uh, coming. The, you know they're going to be going up against each other. Uh, on the North American side, we see a lot of like the uh, we see a lot of uh, Reinhardt has been one of the big things coming uh, into play here. Who who can deal with the Reinhardt adequately, and then. On the other side, on the, in the APEC region, you see a lot of like the dive playstyle. Uh, so it's gonna be nice to see like the clash of like the best of the different styles going up against each other, and who figures who out first. Uh, so it, sh it should be a good time if you're an Overwatch fan. Uh, that's that's about it for gaming. Uh, I guess we can kind of get into our discussion. The the last thing I want to actually before we get to that was just the uh, the Mega Drive Mini Two. I just I've seen that Ooh, a couple of days. That's right. Ago. That's right. And um, and and I know it it had been it's been around for a while. They came out with the NES Classic, Super Nintendo Classic, Sega Classic, stuff like that. 
So now we're getting the Mega Drive Mini 2 console, which again, it's, it's, it's very, very similar to that whole classic um, gimmick that they're kind of rolling with. Um, I'm not going to get too much into it. Just want to let people know who, you know, there are collectors who probably collect these classics or are people who want to go and enjoy some nostalgia. Um, so there is a list out there. If you want to, you can just go Mega Drive Mini 2 console, look at the list of games. Now, the list of games in Japan is different from the list of games that is all currently being released right now, um, like in Japan. And the two that caught my eye was... Um, uh, Lunar Silver Star um, and Lunar Eternal Blue, which are games that I played uh, Lunar Legend on my Game Boy Advance, you know, years ago, and I loved them. Uh, so those two games piqued my interest. But then I saw that right now it's only announced in Japan, so maybe they'll come to uh, the U.S. But just to give people just a, uh, a heads up as far as you know what's coming, because I know people there's that niche and people do like to enjoy those older games, you know, because for simplicity's sake, can't beat it, man. Just those games do hold up for the most part 2d uh, 2, 2d side scrollers and uh over the top 2d R, R, rpgs um good stuff so check it out if you haven't uh, again you can just go ahead and google mega drive mini 2 console look for a list of games and see if it's more to your liking yeah those uh, i i haven't uh, personally gotten any of those but i know they're relatively small easy to take with you if oh, you yeah. kind of want a game on the go and you're traveling or whatever just in case, uh, what are the price point usually for these kinds of consoles, Marcus? Do you know? I remember. I think the NES, is, the NES was cheap, if I remember correctly, about 60, 70 bucks. I think the Super NES was 70, 80 bucks. Again, this is just the price range from the top of my head. The Sega, I think, was about 80, 90. I think this one, because as of right now, the rumor is it's supposed to include over 50 games. I think the price point right now is 120. Again, this is also gauging because of today's day and age. These things came out a couple of years ago. Well, we're in 2022 and everything just seems to be a lot more expensive. Uh, 120, I believe, is what I'm seeing as far as the price, as, as far as what I've seen uh, for the starting price point. But we're not really sure yet. Um, that's what it's looking like. Um, and there's also that people have been wanting an N64 Classic, which is kind of It'd be kind of interesting now since obviously we have the the NSO online for the N64. Uh, so that'd be kind of something to kind of see. But we do have the Super Nintendo Nintendo online and we do have the classic, you know, console. So maybe we might get something in between. We'll see. But I know I've, I have the Super Nintendo one somewhere. I don't remember where I have it, but I got it somewhere. I've, I've actually used it several times. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. It would be interesting to see if they'd make a Nintendo 64 one because obviously, like you say, they're already putting that putting a, a path to those games on the Switch. But of course, there has to be a market there where people want to play those games but don't want to have to buy a Switch, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, so there has to, I mean, it, it, it makes sense that they would do that, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, because I'd buy one for sure. A lot of people would. Oh, yeah, that's money right there. Does it make <laughs> like money? Yeah, I, I think I, I kind of think they do. <laughs> Uh, so uh, if that's it, then we can yeah. go into our discussion. Anything? So anything else? No, I think I think that kind of wraps up everything. Uh, well, as far as the news is concerned, uh, again, we did want to do rapid fire, and I think rapid fire did take because rapid fire usually takes about an hour and fifteen, hour and twenty minutes, but we're at the forty minute, forty five minute mark, so that gives us time to at least open up here with our discussion. Now, our discussion should be a little fun. We are going to get into games. Uh, that should be either remade or remastered, or what type of games you'd like to see brought back. Uh, in any capacity, yeah. Any capacity, whether they've been remade or remastered. I'm even going to throw in what, in what capacity do you, do you want to see this game? Do you want to see this game being remastered like Final Fantasy VIII, or do you want to see this game being remade like Final Fantasy VII Remake? 
You know, so two completely different capacities. What do you want to see? Do you do you want maybe to see a sequel? Do you want to see a prequel? Do you want to see the franchise just to be reborn? You know, and obviously there's going to be a slew of answers. So I'm going to throw it to Rico first. Um, give me one. Give me two. We can go back and forth. You know, we'll play off it and go about it like that. You know, see some surprises and some hitters. I'm sure Rico does have a few. I told Rico I had me about 14. <laughs> I think we, how many do you have? Seven or eight? Uh, so we'll kind of go yeah. about like that. I think I have about seven. <laughs> and I'll I'll open up with with uh with three that well my first three are gonna be ones that I think are likely to come back. That it's kinda just a matter of time until we get them. Or if I think that seven, are that that are more likely to come. If uh, you have seven, first, go with two. Go with two? Yeah, just because you have seven, because I do want to maybe get through all fourteen, right? I mean, I'm gonna try well, to get through. Well, I, I the the reason I was gonna go with three is because I've separated them into oh. ones that like ones that are gonna come back like eventually, and the other four are kind of like more long shots. Ah, okay, okay. You know cool, what I mean? Cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, like these are likely, like obviously, like the first one, Pokemon Stadium. It's a matter of time until we get a new Pokemon you Stadium. Think so? Yes. <laughs> like, there's no way that we don't get a Pokemon Stadium. Like, we got a Pokemon may, Snap. May, Maybe, maybe not soon. I don't know how soon we'll get it, but it, it's coming back in some capacity. Like with the way party games have like kind of just taken off, you know, Fall Guys. Uh, we got stuff like uh, Among Us. Among Us. Like ju- it, it, it just makes sense. Like we we need gang another. Beast. Yeah, Gang Beast. You know, uh, we we just need more of this. You know, we did get uh, we've gone what two Mario parties in the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. So Mario Party, which uh, the one you played sideways, Mario Party, I forgot all oh, superstars, and then mm-hmm. no Mario Party Superstars, the latest one, and then I forgot which one. It was the one where um, you played it sideways and you had to play with the Joy-Con sideways. I forget. I have I have both of them. I just don't remember what they're called. But yes, we've had two Mario Parties. See, and that's just one. That's just one aspect of of a stadium game. Like there is also like the single player mode where you take on the gym challenge and stuff like that. A lot of people don't really talk about that side. More just like the Pokemon heads and some of the streamers that I watch play through the those Pokemon because games, though, dude. because they're they're those are made to be like pretty difficult. Uh, the the single player modes and like you can even battle each other, but more like if they were to center it more like towards like the like a Mario Party-esque type thing, like with mini games and that kind of stuff, like it would be a huge... Oh, dude, I think so too, because the mini games, dude, were awesome. They were simplistic, they were fun, and a lot of them required skill, dude. Like those were skill-based mini games, and I'm thinking of the Voltorb off the top of my head, the Sancho where you have to mash Eleanor as fast as you can, uh, the Metal Pod, the, the Metapod and Kakuna one where you have to harden, and you only have, and but you have to harden the certain amount of time within the energy that you have. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think those are ones for part one. Part two had a... A uh, separate one, but I remember Lickitung, where you had to eat the food, stay away from the bad food. Uh, the Ratata, where you have to tap A as fast as you can, but then jump over the obstacles. Like those were those were cool, man. I, part yeah, two had Pichu, Goldbat. Those were fun. Super super fun games, and I mean, you see the Pokemon. Uh, just so many ways that they could like integrate some of those old games, maybe come up with some new games. Uh, and there's so many Pokemon now, man. It's crazy. <laughs> and you think it's a matter of time. Till we get Pokemon Stadium three. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a matter of time until we get a Pokemon Stadium. How, I don't know how much time. Uh, I would say in the next easily like in the next. Say five years, dude. <laughs> uh, that's what I was gonna say. In the next five years, I think we'll get a Pokemon Stadium. That's that's generous. Yeah, yeah. I I like your chances. And if it's five years, I like your chances even more. If it's the next ten years. Yeah, I say the next five. I think. Yeah. 
I think uh, I think it's time. And I, I think it's it's uh, like we mentioned, Nintendo loves money, and this is gonna make them a lot of money. Strangely enough, I don't have this game on my list, but you mentioned the Pokemon Stadium. I'm thinking I don't know if you ever played Pokemon XD Yellow Darkness on GameCube. Yes. yes. If 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 they Amazing. remade yeah, if they remade that game, dude, in some capacity, I'm not sure how, or maybe you know, re- remade remaster I think would be a better one because you know, remaking a game like that from the top down would obviously turn it into some just grand RPG or something like that. Uh, but Gale of Darkness, man, that's one of the top of my head that just totally reminded me because I remember playing that game almost in one sitting, man. It wasn't very long, about 20 hours, a little less or something like that. Uh, yeah. If you just kind of speed run it. Uh, but yeah, I'm past that game almost in one sitting. I remember, man. That was a cool what, game too. What would, make a, it would make a lot of sense too, like with uh, now with the integration of like shadow Pokemon and cleansing and all that in Pokemon Go, like it would be a perfect game for them to remake and maybe integrate a little bit of Pokemon Go into there and being able to, uh, as it stands now, I don't think you can you can transfer Shadow or or purified Pokemon into your Pokemon Home and then into other games. So maybe that would be the game where there would be that tie between Shadow and purified and all that because I think that was the original game in which that happened, right? The Shadow and all that, or did it come? Did it start in? Coliseum or one of those? No, it might have been Coliseum first. Then was it yeah. Coliseum? Yeah, yeah. Because the first Coliseum. one I played was Gale of Darkness, where like, like it featured like the Shadow Lugia. Yeah, yeah. And you were you would like snatch the Shadow Pokemon from like the evil team and then purify them if you wanted to and that kind of stuff. So yeah, it was that's... a good, it was a good game. Uh, I don't know if that I I, I think it would be more likely that they would. Uh, slap that on some kind of uh into nso somehow rather than remake it because i don't think they've ever remade a third-party game have they i don't think so man but those are those are gamecube games that'd be kind of difficult well no maybe it's not well maybe i'm not really sure because i don't think they have any plans for gamecube don't get me wrong i would love it i would love if they were to do it but yeah i mean i'm down for it yeah Obviously, Pokemon Stadium being the first one, right? I'm down for anything Pokemon. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. That's true, too. <laughs> so, what was your so second ju- one? Ju- just, because, yeah, just because it's another party game. Uh, and I think like this is a, a huge time for party games and kind of just casually having fun with friends or online. Uh, Fusion Frenzy. Fusion Frenzy, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Um you mentioned that because Fusion, when it, when it came to the OG Xbox, you know a lot of those games kind of just um, weren't talked about. I remember playing Toe Jam and Earl Three, uh, Fusion Frenzy, and Jade Empire. Jade Empire is actually on my list here, but Fusion Frenzy, man, oh man, we I, they had a chance. They released that game here online, and we bought it. Uh, I know a lot of us bought it, and then we found out that there's no online play, only local play. So it kind of like, boo, you know, but even sometimes I'll just catch myself playing the mini games because the mini games are a lot of fun. That'd be a, a super awesome game just to kind of bring back because it was just full blown. No, there was no puzzle maps, no nothing like Mario Party. It was just mini game, mini game, mini game, mini game. <laughs> That's a good one, dude. That's a good one. Yeah, and I mean, in the in, on the at these times, like where we're having like this resurgence of mini games and stuff like that, like come on, like bring it back. Do you think? You think uh, what, what are the chances on that one? You think? Uh, that one, I don't, I don't think. The, the that one, that, that, one that one's a little less. I think that's less likely than Pokemon Stadium. 
but I feel like it's also like they're they're gonna revisit that at some point because uh what what else well I guess Microsoft does have a fall guy not fall guys uh because that is a uh that is like a Microsoft property right I think so so, so they do have they have gone with they have I know they have Gang Beasts on Game Pass. They do have another one, I think, another little party-ish game on Game Pass too. Uh but I don't think they have anything specifically like this. So, in terms of like for them to dip into this genre, that genre of like having their own like Microsoft having their their identity like within the party game realm, like I I feel like Eventually, they'll have to revisit it, and they're going to say, you know what, let's bring this back. Let's bring back this casual game, and, I mean, I, 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 can't, I, I feel like I can't say that it's eventually going to come back, but I feel like it would make sense from a business perspective for them to revisit it, and it, it should come back. That'd be, just, that'd be kind of a hard one, man. Just because, and again, anytime they put a game onto Xbox, the Xbox store, and again, this was years ago that they did, it always gave me a glimmer of hope that, hey, you know, these games are still in the, in the catalog. They're still in, they're still somewhere there. They've thought about it. They put it on the on on the um, Xbox store for a reason, right? So maybe they still have access to the IP or whatever. whatever. You know what I mean? So that's a good one. I do like that one. Yeah, I wish and, come back. and they did, didn't they put it, didn't they end up putting it on the store like a while back? But it ended up not having like an online capability or something like that. Like you had to invite that's, people over. Yeah, that's, that's I, I mentioned that earlier. That, that, that's after what you're we saying all that? bought it. Yeah, after we all bought it, it was hey, it doesn't. It's only couch co-op. There's no online. So we were like, no. So See, it was. But bad. them bringing it back or them putting it up there means that they they have to recognize that there's still like a market for that. Yeah. So maybe that maybe that does give us a little bit of hope that we'll get that someday. I don't know if you want to throw some in, some of yours in. Uh, I have one other one that I think is likely to come back, especially with some stuff that's happened. But mine, I do have quite a bit. I'm not going to get into detail on a lot of them, um, but the ones that I've always and I, I I put these on top of my list, not because I'm you know they're I think they're going to come back, but because these are the ones I want to. You see. want the most? Like I want them. Like I oh, I'm okay. waiting for them to I come have some back. Of those too. Um, so I'm going to start off with those before I get into the other ones. And, and these can be, these are, these are fairly, you know, back there. I, I do have some that are fairly in the last 10, 15 years that just have not been revisited. I do have some from my childhood, you know, my teens in the early 2000s, uh, late 90s that I would also like to see as well that have not been revisited either. Um, so the ones that I just want right now, and, and again, top of my list are, and I mentioned them several times, Mystical Ninja starring Goman, and I've mentioned that Goemon. I mentioned that every chance I get because and I've told that story where I was just super upset in one of the, one of the previous podcasts at this game. Uh, I was given this game, you know, real spoiled. That when I played it, I was just in shock because it was amazing. Um, that game, the last time they actually came out was part two. It's called the, the uh, Mystical Ninja: The Great Adventure, starring Goemon, and they never did anything with that. Uh, other than that, there was a couple of Game Boy games, Game Boy Advance games that were never released in North America. But the last time, it's been 20 years, and this game has not had a, a sliver of news. So if they brought this game back in any capacity, I don't even care if it's Nintendo Switch Online, 
I and that's because I, I own the copy. I, I own the game. I own it twice. I have the actual box also. Um, just never, just never seen it. So that's one that I would like. Um, the other one, and I've always talked about it again. I do have two more that I'm always talking about. Ogre Battle. Always, always talking about Ogre Battle. Now, when it, I'm looking for Ogre Battle 64 type stuff. I know people mention um, Ogre Battle. Um, the one for the PSP um, was was it called Lions Reborn? I think that was I think that was the one that's kind of coming back. Um, there was a hint of a new Tactics Ogre coming back. Um, it's, it's the same universe, Tactics Ogre coming back. So hopefully, if I could get Tactics Ogre, Ogre Battle coming out of any capacity, I'll be happy. But ultimately, Ogre Battle, Ogre Battle 64-esque, I'm looking for something like that. Um, <clears throat> and then the one that I'm always, again, always talking about is Golden Sun. I mentioned th those three are just always on the top of my list in every capacity. Golden Sun played Part 1, two, uh, part one and 2, which are amazing games, amazing RPGs, and Part 3 that came out for the DS. Um, so those those are my three games, and and they're probably they're a little bit more. I don't want to say niche because I don't think they're niche, but obviously they were more popular in the N64 and mm -hmm. on the Game Boy Advance era. Um, so that's why I kind of just talk about those constantly. Um, and there's other games in those eras too that I'm gonna talk about in a bit. Uh, but those three are just some you, that you you would want to see those like completely remade. I would like it for Mystical Ninja. Mystical Ninja could be a remaster. Just. That game is quirky. It's good. Whether they ever make like a sequel, I don't know. But I would be okay with a rematch on, on Mystical Ninja. Mm -hmm. I would like to see Ogre Battle and Golden Sun have sequels. I want to see a full-blown new game. Yeah. Okay. Full or or just a reimagine, re remaster. I want to see those games come back in in a remake form, like a remake yeah. them again from the ground up. I want a whole new game and when, those universes. When when we when we when you say when I say remake. I mean, like modernized, mm -hmm. like you, you know, new graph, like the same game, but new graphics, new everything, like more modern looking. Is that what you're saying? Or when, when I, when I say, when, when I say remade, I mean like, like Final Fantasy seven, I guess. Yes. Kind of, okay. So like, modern, like, made modern. Yeah. Remade. I would like, I would like to see these games, you know, just brought back in general. Um, I need sequels to those, man. Cause <laughs> I need them because <laughs> those those have been dormant for years, and I'm always mentioning those three because those are some that I've just have been dormant, you know, that I've I loved growing up, and I haven't seen any one of those games in 20 years, man. Um, the other one, kind of being uh, Mega Man Battle Network, which fi which finally got the collection. I don't know if we'll, if I'll ever get a sequel to that or whatever, but I do have that remastered collection coming for the Switch, so I am excited about that. It comes with 10 games. That we had made this list a while back. I've, I've added to it here and there, um, but they did announce that, so I'm super happy about that one. Uh, just a shout out, Corley, always because we're gonna duke it out. Hopefully, it has the online capabilities and stuff. Um, but yeah, those are four right off the bat um, that I, I can just talk about a lot. But let's go ahead and and, and um, go back to you. What do you? Th what are your next ones? The last one, uh, the last one, and the ones that I think that are likely to get made. And uh, this isn't super likely, but. I think now with the purchase of uh, it hasn't complete it hasn't finished, uh, but with the purchase the acquisition of uh, Activision Blizzard to Microsoft, I would like the return of Guitar Hero in some kind of like live uh, service game where like they constantly are just you know they give us uh, 
the game and then they're just adding to it. You know, they just add and add and add and add. Uh, Recently about something new, or was that, wasn't it making a comeback? Or am I imagining things? Uh, I think, I think there's been like, I think there's been rumors going around, but I think the rumors are more because of this acquisition that now it opens the door for something like this. It, I don't think I've seen anything official. At least I haven't. There's been rumblings of people saying, yeah, you know, like, because everybody's like, is real positive about Phil Spencer and that he loves gamers and all this. So uh, I think we'll probably get to hear more about intentions and stuff like that once the acquisition becomes official. Uh, I think not until the end of the year will that happen. But uh, it seems more and more likely that it is going to happen. Uh, I think in the last couple of days, the Sony acquisition of Bungie just became official like two days ago, maybe three days ago. So... It, it takes some time, and I don't think they would want to jump the gun and say, like, we're going to make this, 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 and this, and this, and then it doesn't happen, right? Yeah, because the expectations, obviously. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I, I, I've, I've always loved those games. I know you have. I know most of our friend group have all played those games in some form or fashion, and we all love music. We all have different kinds of music, but uh, we all love Guitar Hero. I love those so. games. And, and to be, to, not to toot my own horn, but I was above average in that game, and I was pretty confident. You know, I was winning prizes yeah, at. He uses at, all the OP guitars, <laughs> all the OP songs, <laughs> all the easy ones, <laughs> whatever, dude. That's that's all. All the OP characters, but I, I, it's not a bad kind of compliment, <laughs> right? Because I'm excelling for some reason, right? But obviously, they're not gonna say, "Oh, you're just good." No, it's because I'm using the OP characters. That's why you're doing real well. I don't so, know. I don't I, know why I, I you've never. I don't know what. I don't know why you've never just said, "Are the characters OP or am I OP?" I don't know, man. I'm not gonna say that now because you said it. But again, I won't say I nothing, bro. I won't say nothing if you say that. If you say that, I won't say nothing, bro. I'll let you have it. Like, all I'm, all I'm gonna get is, oh yeah, right. Or I'm gonna get, Psh, you wish. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't call you Omar. <laughs> they don't call me Omar. <laughs> and I'm always talking about Omar. I, just, I never do a good job. It's, it's whatever I'm doing is OP. But again, I've always taken it as, as a. Not a backhanded compliment, eh? But I am doing, I am doing good, right? Obviously, you know, I'm getting some sort of recognition, not in the best way possible, but there's something going on in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that, that's their, that's their way of saying good job, bro. Yeah, that, yeah, dude. So, <laughs> so I, I, I don't. Yeah, I never, I, I don't get, I will never get upset about, you know, them just saying, oh, you know, OP or, you know, kind of throwing shade like that just because, again, I, I know that's their way of just saying, like, hey, man, whatever, you're doing a good job, but I ain't going to say shit. I've just gone around to giving Omar compliments. And even then, it's always like, oh, you wish, oh, you like that, or, you know, <laughs> you, so I yeah. rarely do it. I yeah. rarely Com do it. Compliments in our friend group are a very, like, they're, <laughs> Seldom. they're, they're very, very complicated. They're complicated. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you are we gonna you're gonna come back to me now? Can we come back to me? I still have a couple more games in the Super Nintendo yeah. and 64 I have, era. I have my next one, two, three, four are kind of like wish list games, uh, and then my last two are like games that were being made, stopped being made, and that I wish that they would somebody would buy and pick back up. Yeah, so, good ones. do you well, you want me to start, or you wanna you wanna it, throw some in? Yeah, let me let me throw a couple in just because mine are I do have quite a bit. Um, so some of the ones that I actually want to see, and again, I'm always talking about nostalgia games and N64 games growing up. And strangely enough, uh, Super Mario RPG for the Super Nintendo holds up beautifully. I don't know if you played that game recently, but I think uh, my brother Daniel had a 
playing it maybe like what four years ago he played it on i don't remember it was the wii or the wii u it, you know they always try to have that game on the nintendo store or whatever dude that game holds up beautifully and they never ever re- made a sequel to that type of mario game yeah there's spiritual successors and the nintendo ds ones there's uh mario and luigi partners in time mario luigi bowser inside story but that just that art that puppet that just type of uh rpg uh was just awesome i know a lot of people are saying oh genos genos um they're they're waiting for him to make a comeback but obviously that that was actually a game made by square enix so square enix actually owns a property of that character not nintendo um but i do want to see that one again as long as they keep giving that game i would like to see a sequel but if they just remaster that game you know update the visuals make it look make it look good make it look clean for the switch i'm always super down for some more uh rpg um, the other ones, I'm not sure if you've played these, but the soundtracks are is amazing. Not are it is amazing. Still, still holds up. Have you ever played um, Pilot Wings? No. You've never played Pilot Wings. Never even heard of it. You are joking, dude. You serious? No, never even heard of it. Pilot Wings first came out on the um, Super Nintendo, um, and again, it's nothing too. It's nothing crazy, dude. Like all it is is it's it's almost like a mini games. You, you, you're in a plane, you parachute, and you got to land on the target. You're on a glider, you got to get off the glider, and you got to do a whole what, you know, a whole turn and land on the target. It's essentially what it is, you know, um, aerodynamics, aerial type mini games. you know, just get as close as you can to the target. But it was made to be like a leisure game, and I actually got that game, was it my seventh birthday or something like that, eighth birthday? I, I remember, I did get it for my birthday um, for the N64, and me and my brothers were hooked to just trying to break each other's records, trying to get through it, trying to just, you know, beat each other. But the best part was the um, the soundtrack. The soundtrack was just super soothing, super good. You can, it was just awesome. You can actually play it right now and it'll put you to sleep, man. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I would like to see another Pilot Wings because that was actually one of Nintendo's IPs. Quite, it was quite quite frequent. It had so many. It has it was. Not that it was not not that it was a lot, right? But Super Nintendo and N64, and they never made one for the um, for the GameCube. But that's another one I'd like to see. Um, another one would actually have to be Snowboard Kids. You ever heard of that racing game? N64, man, dude, God. Uh- <laughs> let me let me let me tell you. Uh, when I was young, like really young, I played maybe like five or six games. Uh, I okay. was not like a big gamer. I was more of like, I'm going to go outside and I'm going to get in big trouble because I do all kinds of stupid shit kind of kid. Uh, and I was just not a gamer like growing up. Uh, not until uh, I think I got my Game Boy Color and Pokemon did I become like, I'm going to be playing like a, a, a bigger variety of games. Uh I started to play like things here and there. I remember having Pokemon, Wario, Bomberman, like those kinds of different games on my Game Boy Color. Then when the when the N64 came out, then like I started to diversify a little bit more, uh, but still not much. Like my meta as an N6, like little N64 Rico's meta was wrestling games, bro. I played any and all wrestling games and a couple other things like the big main ones, the Ocarinas, the the Smash, Pop Mario okay. Party, uh, well, 007. I didn't go into like too many other things. I think so like, I think I think because my very first game on the N64 was actually Glover. 
I hated it. Glover. I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. And then I said, nah, I'm not buying any. I'm not taking no more chances on games, like different games. I'm just sticking to my formula. Man, dude, I used to play like Mischief Makers, Kirby, the Kirby's a, a 64 the Shards. Mm-hmm. Just any, anything you get your hands on, man. But still, still have never played a Kirby. Still have never played a Kirby. <laughs> I, I'm really interested in this latest one, though. Yeah, that one's. I remember N64, the N64 Kirby being super fun. Um, there was also those other, what were they called? Turbo, those racing games, man. They had that. We had the cruise in USA, the cruise in World, and then there was that one with the what looked like like motorcycles, but like, what was it called? Like Turbo GX or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. There was there was a bunch of those games, man. We played all kinds of stuff, man. That's why these games, these were the more popular games, kind of growing up. Snowboard Kids being one of our favorite, um, our favorite uh, racing games, very similar to, to Mario Kart, actually. You're you're on a snowboard. It's just a bunch of kids. You change your boards to you know to suit your preference. They have different speeds, different turns. You go down the mountain, and then you have um you have items. So it was it was a Mario Kart thing. Obviously Mario Kart being super uh hot right in the N64. Um, but Snowboard Kids would be another one I would like to see. Uh, another one, and this before I turn it back to you, was it also for the well? It came out on the N64, and it's been a while. Um, but as a matter of fact, somebody who was it was it somebody in Japan, right? Did, did we go over the story where somebody actually uh, spent forty thousand dollars on a Nintendo stock just to ask about this particular game? Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, and we and we mentioned it. Uh, but I don't blame him because F Zero X was such an amazing game. Um, they had thirty some characters, and between again, and all these games, just between me and my brother, is just going fad. Uh, fast and I remember just Blue Silence. Uh, that was the second map. Uh, you know, the second map in the game where legit it was an, it was shaped like an oval, but you did not have to do anything. Just pure speed, go straight, hit all the turbos, and just mash the turbo button to go as fast as you can. And you just just going so fast. And oh my god, it was super awesome. Uh, but F Zero X would be another one I like to see. Um, they did they did have uh, F Zero GX, which I also played, which was hard as hell, dude. Samurai Goro, dude, in that first was the first race. Oh my god, just good luck trying to be. And this is the first race in the game, dude. It was tough. <laughs> and I, I remember having a hard time until I think my brother RJ actually passed it, so I was able to continue on. I don't remember much about it. Um, but, you know, you, it was just. I would like to see another F Zero game. Um, and just to kind of wrap up the S64 era, another Star Fox game uh, would, be, would be great to see. Um, and then another Banjo game, but we all know what's up with Banjo-Kazooie because, you know, that's because I just recently passed the first and second one, um, like, what, a year ago or something? I replayed them at ANX. Just press ANX, mess them up, just press ANX. That's all you have to do. <laughs> <laughs> so I did play Banjo again, and, man, I would like to see a new Banjo. Straight up. Banjo would be great to see um, in, any, in any capacity. I know Nintendo owns Wear now, so maybe they can you know hook it up for the gamers and give us something Banjo. But I think that kind of wraps up the N64 stuff. The other stuff will be that I talk about um, Xbox, N- uh, Xbox, um, GameCube, I'm going to a little bit of GameCube, Game Boy Advance, uh, uh, PlayStation, stuff like that. So, But yeah, go ahead and toss it back to you before I go on another rant. So I think I can group up like these next one, two, three, four. Uh, well, actually, I'll, I'll I'll say the first one because I want. I always loved this game growing up. Uh, it was an it was both an arcade game, and you could have it like on your home consoles, uh, as well. But there was a game every everyone played it at some point called Rampage. 
where oh, you were basically just you chose between Lizzie, George, and Ralph. You were either a lizard, a an ape, or I think he was some kind of wolf. George uh, was a wolf. Yeah, he was a wolf. Lizzie was a lizard, and Larry was. And George, 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 was a sorry. George yeah, was, he was a, gorilla, like a yeah. gorilla, yeah. Yeah. And you basically you were just going around destroying like towns. There was even a movie made about it with The Rock. I never did check it out, but I heard that it was kind of entertaining. Uh if you didn't take it serious, right? Uh but I think of like the open world, like crazy like worlds that we see nowadays and cities and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, dude, imagine just wrecking all this <laughs> shit. And just the goal of the game is just fuck shit up. <laughs> dude, did you, did you ever play part two? Yes. I'm sure. And part two, man, I still remember like, oh, you got a new set, three, new set of characters. You had Curtis. Curtis yeah. was a rat. Boris was a rhino, and Ruby was a lobster. I remember just Boris was just awesome. And then when and then you're like, oh, you know, you was like, we're the original three because you want to see your favorite from part one. Mm-hmm. And then when you finally see him in that prison, you just bash the shit out of it so you can get your character and rock with them again, dude. Oh man, that'd be a great one. You man. know what else I love too? When in part one, I didn't play part two as much, but I did play it in part one where you would find like the like the little a little vat of toxic waste. And if you would, like, eat it or drink it or whatever, you would turn into, like, this alien that could fly. Yeah. And you were, like, it was, like, uber destructive mode for, like, you know, whatever it was, 15, 20 seconds, whatever. Like, oh, my goodness, it was great. I I just want to see that. Like, I'm imagining, like, a huge world where you're just, like, dude, I'm just going to mess stuff up. Did you ever play, uh, because there was a third Rampage. I never actually played the third one. I didn't even know there was a third one. Yeah, uh, Nintendo GameCube, PlayStation, and I think it was re-released on Wii after the fact. Oh, but I, that I, one never I never had a played. GameCube. Yeah, don't the, yeah, I, don't, uh, don't don't get after me. I never had a GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that one was had a lot of characters, a lot of obviously characters that I don't even I've never played it. Um, but I do remember if they, if they had made a Rampage game, bring me back those OG three and obviously for part two, and I would buy it, man. You know, just beat them up. Again, there's always something in the, simplic- in the simplicity of just easy games just to kind of take your mind off things. That was yeah. a good one, man. Yeah, and with, with, the, with the way like games look nowadays... Shh, I can't oh, imagine. yeah. Uh, sure. Let's see. I, uh, that one was kind of a standalone. The next three... Well, this one's also... I could group like the, the next two together, I guess. Uh... Legacy of Kane, the Legacy of Kane series, I would love to see. That was a, uh, some games I loved growing up. The Blood Omen, the Blood Omens, the Soul Reavers. Oh yeah. Uh, that whole and that's that's a franchise, like a whole franchise. I wish would like may, be made like uh, either either they remake them. Uh, for me, for me, a lot of times when I want games to come back, I hope that they're like we get something new because. For me, like a lot of the games that I played back in my childhood or back in the day, uh, I played them. I was one of those kids that didn't play like a lot, a lot of games. So the games I did have, I would play a lot. Uh, so a lot of times, like I'll go back or when something's remade, I'll go and play it. But when it's the exact same game, I'm like, dude, I already did this for like three, four hundred hours. So eventually, like I get tired. So I would prefer to have something new 
So I would, I would wish that they would bring back Legacy of Kane, new games, uh, kind of gauge like the interest there, uh, that whole like gothic fantasy setting. Uh, it's, been, it's actually been a while because even the the last ones I played was um, Blood Omen two, and then before mm-hmm. that Legacy of Kane. I remember the same time Legacy of Kane. I never played the sequel to like the Soul Soul Reaver or something like that. Was it? Mm-hmm. I never played that one. But I did play several, and they were awesome. Because the whole gothic, dark, you know, vampires sucking your blood and just beating the hell out yeah. of whatever. Spirits, vampires, yeah. Dope. I've always liked those kinds on. of games. Uh, the, the other one uh, that I wish would come back, I, I don't, I think there was, that I'm familiar with, I know there was only two games. Maybe there's been more, maybe you'll know more. Uh, Hunter the Reckoning also is kind of like in that style of game. Obviously, you don't play as a vampire, you hunt are hunting them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and race and monsters and stuff like that, but this was one like a game, another gothic like type game that like I loved, and also yeah, in this like one it. you could play with teammates, you could play with friends. Uh-huh. Uh, we mentioned earlier that they did bring back Fusion Frenzy at one time to like the Xbox Store. Uh, this one was also brought back not too long ago, but was one that you can't play online. You had to like do mad. couch co-op, so that kind of was a letdown to us. But uh, I know you were a fan of this game. I remember hearing Daniel also say you, that he was a fan of this game, and I think even your older bro- one of your brothers, I think you mentioned both, at one point, was really into this game them, too. All four of us. That's probably the game that actually, you know, growing up just sat us all four of us down, and we would put it in. And the first one was Hunter the Reckoning, um, and we had played it on Xbox. He, that game just, you know. Just it made us bond, dude. And I still remember that. Yeah, like I was martyr. My brother Michael was uh, the because I remember martyr because that's the one I used. He had the twin pistols. Uh, mm-hmm. My brother Michael had the shotgun. The guy with the shotgun. Daniel was judge. Um, the father, the father Cortez. Yeah, priest, yeah, yeah. And then there was one more, and I think RJ was that. That's when my brother RJ was. I don't remember uh, which one it was, man. But I, I remember was the, those three. The Avenger. The Avenger was the biker. The Avenger was the biker. Yeah. The, the Father Cortez. As the priest. Uh, Defender, Judge. I think Defender. The Defender. Which one's the Defender? Uh, she, it says that her name was Samantha. Yes, okay, then RJ, RJ was, because RJ was always the one that let us, he was kind of a good guy, right? Let us pick first and uh, kind of went, went with it. But um, yeah, that, that's where it was, man. Um, <laughs> and then, strange enough, when we got Hunter the Reckoning, because redeemer came out for the gamecube wayward came out i think for playstation so when those came out um my brothers did not play those with us it was just me and daniel who played redeemer together <laughs> so that was kind of cool but yeah man it was a lot of fun dude that's a good that's a hell of a good one dude what what better like what better way to play those kinds of games than with your three brothers dude four players yeah and you have three us, brothers dude. dang dude that sounds See, like a good time the, the, i the played all this was... shit by myself <laughs> The only thing was obviously that there was like loot on the ground because you know you would oh, get yeah. health or the or the the what is the power specials, you know my brothers would get mad if me or like my older brothers you know just don't touch it because it belongs to one of us. So, all right, I guess. Um, so we weren't allowed to. I, that's why we got the legends. Very like that. We do all the work. My oh. brothers still loot. Oh yeah, got the legends. Is that on your <laughs> list? Because it's on mine. It's. I had Hunter on the Hunter the Reckoning. Reason being is because God of Legends, I actually owned it once. My brother RJ took it to a friend's house, never got it back. And the only time I'd ever play it was at like, you know, those uh Peter was a Pizza Hut. Who had it? One of those? Yes. Had it. I think, I think had they it. had it for a while at Pizza Hut. 
Yeah, so that's where I played it and stuff. So I never really yeah. kind of. I have know, I have it on N sixty four. Like right now. Yeah, I still have the copy. Dang. Dang. You're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna cry. You're gonna cry. But I actually traded it with one of my friends for Ocarina of Time. Oh, I mean, wait, who has Ocarina of Time? I traded a friend. Like I traded one of my buddies in fifth grade. Like he had never played Ocarina, and I loved Gone of Legends. So. You I, traded Zelda. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> what? Yep. Dang, dude. I had a, I mean, granted, I had played it already like a million times. Yeah. I had already beaten it. Like, like I say, like whenever I was into a game, like I played it like to death. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, at, at one point he said, hey, like I'll trade you. And I was like, well, what games do you have? He said, uh, I have this, this. I'm like, eh, eh. And he's like, Gone to Legends. I'm like, yes. And I still have it. Nice. And I love it. Uh, do, you, do you have another one? Or do you want to keep going? Or do you want to switch it back to me? Uh, well, just because you touched on Gone to Legends, like, I'll throw the, that that was also one of mine. Okay. And you you mentioning like that the, the loot system and all that. I didn't, since I played Hunter the Reckoning by myself, I never really, like, got into that. I got to keep everything, right? Uh, but in Gauntlet Legends was one that I played, and I had, when I made that trade, and uh, I would go over a lot to the Contreras house, Ricky, Leroy, and Omar, and we would play a lot of Gauntlet Legends together, and uh, it was always a fight with who's going to get the most gold. Uh, and typically that was Ricky because Ricky didn't give a shit about leveling up or nothing. He just gold. All the gold is mine. Uh, so I, I remember at the end of like the every level, you would see like how much XP somebody got, how much gold somebody got. And then I don't remember what the third one was, but it was like three stacks that it would show like player to player basis. And I remember we would always laugh because Ricky would always have all the gold and the rest of us would like compete for like kills and stuff. Uh but yeah, Gone of Legends was always super fun. You know, you have your character. Uh, the customization wasn't crazy, but you had different color schemes for your character. You level them up. They get better. You get, like, little perks, drops that you can either use or save. There's boss levels. Uh, if you choose to, like, progress in the game, you might get your hands on something that helps you defeat a boss, like, earlier in the game. Uh like for example, I remember in the in the version I have, you could you would have to go through a certain number of levels and unlock like obelisk to unlock the next world. And if you go into the next world, you get like uh I think it was a I don't know how you pronounce it exactly, but like I always say shim, uh, scimitar, you would get a scimitar that you would bring back to the first world and beat that boss. It that that scimitar would like take half of the dragon the dragon's health because he was like ridiculously tanky to beat like just on his own. Mm-hmm. You ever pass the game or no? We did not. Dang, dude, we have to have a session, man. I love that game and I, I have it. The only time I ever played it, man, was, um, like, was that, uh, pizza, pizza and stuff. Oh, dude, we got to sit down and play it for sure, man. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, well, can I, can I, can go I, for it. All right. The floor is yours. Um, so continuing on, um, I'm kind of going to kind of get into just um, my OG Xbox. Some of the stuff that I played there that I haven't really seen. Um, actually, when I say OG, that's just what, 
what I have here? One game. Yeah, just one game for the OG Xbox. And I do have a couple for the 360, but um, Bioware back in the day had actually made a game called Jade Empire. I don't know if you ever played that game. It's one of, it's a Bioware game. You familiar with it? I heard of it. Never played it. Um, you basically choose between a Shaolin monk. Uh, I forgot the, the, what the girl was. Um, you basically between you, you, you choose between characters. You, there's multiple endings. You super them up however you want. And I remember it being one of the first titles that actually was able to get me to try multiple characters. Cause usually I was always just beating, beating it once, you know, you know, putting it away, maybe coming back to it years down the line. But Jet Empire is one of the few that I actually, you know, did over and over and over again. Uh, like multiple playthroughs, you're saying? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Which, yeah. So Jet Empire is actually one of the ones that got me to do that. Um, yeah. So for the OG Xbox, man, besides Jet Empire, there's a game called Mech Assault. Just, I just want to kind of shout that out there because I remember having a lot of fun with the mech. Uh, going into the 360, I think we had a lot more uh, with the 360. Uh, than almost just about anything else because I remember going into college and having a brand new Xbox 360 Elite that I took with me. So I was able to get all these things. Again, this was in 2009 um, that we still had these things. Uh, but I got to play um, Asura's Wrath and that game actually came out. I do have that game on my Xbox One downloaded just because I remember loving the story. People, it was like an anime on video games where you just beat the hell out of somebody. A lot of fun. I would like to see um, a sequel of that or at least a part two or something. Um, short but the thing is is that uh i don't think we'll probably get anything from that one that one's just kind of high hopes um jane empire not sure if we're going to get it ever get anything to that i would like to see it re at least brought back or talked about it in some capacity the one and this is well i'll say this one just because you had mentioned you you're talking about dead games um so i'm going to talk about that maybe a little later because i don't know if this game is dead or not um but switching over to my this is a PlayStation. These are just a couple of PlayStation games. Um, there's a game called Folklore that I've talked about in the past. It's a PlayStation 3 game. It had a lot, a lot of potential. As a matter of fact, they even had plans for like DLC and stuff. Um, but nothing ever really came out of it. It was dark. It was like a dark fantasy. When I still remember the beginning where you're trying to, it's a doctor or a man and a girl, and they're able to go into this folklore world or whatever. You're able to accumulate the folklore that have different powers but it was a real dark you know nitty uh gritty um type of story setting and stuff like that and it was, the characters are super cool the um almost very almost similar to like an ass one or that type thing uh plants coming to life monsters coming to life it was a trip and i would like to see again this brought back in some capacity just so they can they you know remember this game and i still i have the game on my playstation 3 i still have it in the in the actual in the actual uh, box I played it twice, and the D there's even like DLC or what, what looked like DLC, but nothing ever came out of it, right? There's a, there's a, like a pub that you walk into, and it's supposed to be a DLC pub, but there's nothing there, regardless of whether you connected to the internet or whatever. So I would like to see that one come back in some way. Uh, the other one, um, and that's because I don't know, they brought back Ratchet and Clank. I, I'm assuming this one maybe in the next five years we'll see another Jack and Daxter. Um, you want to talk about like a like a series getting like this um, revamp? Part one of Jack and Daxter was like a um, like it was like a, a platformer, gonna collect the orbs or what are they called? I don't remember. But you're gonna collect these things. You just gotta contain the boss and whatever. Parts part three turned into Jack and Daxter Grand Theft Auto man type thing. 
where the city you get missions from these people like straight up dude it was grand theft auto but jack and daxter style why i loved Gra jack and daxter 3 and don't play grand theft auto i don't know but i loved everything about jack and daxter so i know people have been buying for a jack and daxter 4 i'm one of those people and i think we're gonna get this game soon hopefully maybe on the playstation 5 i would think they would bring it back i'm not really sure um but hopefully we get something like that man um with jack and daxter and you know other playstation games that they forgot about another one's called eternal sonata eternal sonata rpg probably won't get anything of that but i just want to give a special shout out because again that's one of the ditchy games um but yeah i think i still got a couple more but i'm almost done with my list so i'm going to pass it back to you before i kind of i are we almost finished yeah i have uh i have three more i actually in in thinking about these like that i said that would never that would probably uh, like are kind of in limbo i don't know if they'll ever get made or not uh i ended up adding uh another one so uh these games were made or were announced they were coming out then they kind of like got canceled all three of them and are kind of like in limbo we don't know if they're ever going to be made I think some of them are probably more likely than others, but uh, one of them is Scalebound. Scalebound awesome. was a was a game that was announced, uh, and people were kind of waiting on it for a very long time. It was a, a game in which, like, it was an open world RPG where you kind of uh, synchronize, like, with a dragon. I don't know if it was just your one dragon or you could choose your dragon, but it kind of seemed like a mix between like Monster Hunter ish kind of stuff and uh you know you had your different powers uh you know basic rpg elements stuff like that uh and to me that game was always super interesting uh and then uh, again it ended up getting canceled they said that you know for what the studio was paying to like continue making the game they didn't think there was a market there i was one of like 13 people that was really looking forward to that game so i was really upset when it uh when they shut it down uh, there's been little rumors here and there about like, oh, maybe this will come back. But again, it's more like hope rather than like actual something official. Uh, another one is Radical Heights, a BR that uh, was very like video, like very gamey, very like uh, it was pre it was a a BR that was like a game show. It was one that me and uh, Omar. AKA uh, Booty Daddy Gaming, uh, look for him on Twitch. We're getting really into, uh, in the middle of the BR craze, uh, the developer ended up shutting it down and it was bought by somebody else maybe two years ago where they said they were gonna try to remake it, but we haven't really gotten too much news or stuff like that. But uh, the music was great, the guns were great. It was more of like Fall Guys-ish like type art. It was more of a fun and not somewhat so much a try hard BR. Uh one of the highlights is that when you win when you win the uh the game, you kinda get like a movie exit where like your character like jumps up in the air and you just start hearing, You're the best around like it was the best ending. We didn't win, unfortunately, but we all like we still Omar and I, I know for st still like hold out hope that that comes back one day. Uh, and I'll wrap up my list with the last one being, uh, what do you call it? Uh, 
Do you remember Pete? Do you remember the the PT game that came out? It was a Silent Hill. It was supposed to be like a Silent Hill remake. Yeah. Uh, and it was released. I think it's been a couple of years. I think it was in twenty, probably like six years ago now, maybe seven years ago. I think twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, around there. They put out like a little, a little like teaser of what was supposed to be like the next Silent Hill game, and they called it PT. And it was basically just like a little demo, like you would walk around. It was very like Resident Evil y. I don't know if you're familiar with the, like the uh... Silent Hill games. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, the uh, it was a Guillermo del Toro game with uh, yes. Kojima. Kojima, a Kojima game, yeah. and at the very end, again, it was just a demo. At the very end, you real they they reveal that Norman Reedus is playing like the 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 protagonist, and uh, after you know that game was so, and it was just a a demo, a preview that 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 game like topped the charts when it came out and it was only on playstation so i never got to play it but i got to watch people play it. i would watch people play it all the time just because i love like those scary horror like type games with where you shoot and puzzles and all that kind of stuff uh but they shut it down they ended up shutting it down uh i haven't really heard anything about uh what kojima's working on i know he's trying something for xbox now they announced this past year uh, so yeah, I think those are the ones that are kind of like in limbo, not, don't really know where they're going, if we'll get anything, but Scalebound, Radical Heights, and PT slash Silent Hill. Nice. Um, I know my list has been more like games that, you know, obviously for nostalgia and games that haven't been around for a while. Um, obviously I started off with the three I wanted to see. I still have a couple more games. I'm not really going to get into a lot of these, but just hoping to see some sort of sequel, some sort of remake or remaster. Um, at least these four. I know that the last two I'm going to talk about are the games that I just one one of them got canceled, the other one it just just became non-existent, and you know never really heard anything about it. But um, when Xenoblade Chronicles came out, and I mentioned this before in a previous podcast, Operation Rainfall was a thing. Uh, they wanted these three games to come into the West, and there was no plans initially to bring Xenoblade Chronicles, The Last Story, and Pandora's Tower to the West. I bought all three obviously and <laughs> people don't talk about and i played i played all three of them i said i bought them i'm gonna play them i played all three of them the one that made a lasting impression that never and to this day it came on the wii i've know nothing about it nothing's ever come up about it again it's called the last story it was it was interesting it was awesome i started, i remember really enjoying it it was very similar to xenoblade chronicles in this case you're the main character and you go around slashing your sword you can press b or you can have it do it automatically but you know it's essentially it was essentially a story driven game but it was it was awesome and it was interesting um i would like to see that one either get remade brought back it doesn't it, I, if a single came out great but i would like to just see these games get some love and get revisited and brought back to a modern system um so that story is one and another one is sonic adventure part three and i've actually talked about it also um mm -hmm. i played part one and two loved them waiting for part three maybe with the sonic we have sonic frontier coming out maybe now that sonic is just living in this renaissance period now it just came back and you know got the second win finally after and they've been pumping out sonic games man but nothing nothing you're not seeing a sonic renaissance like you are now so maybe we'll get a sonic adventure 3 sometime soon or you just bring in all the characters very similar to how part two was and then we had a child garden that was amazing uh or that you know 
cacao garden, cacao garden or chow chow garden. We could raise these little chow chows, what we called them, and have them race and do all that kind of things. You give them whatever. It was a lot of fun. Uh, so Sonic Adventure Three is one that I like to see. A couple of RPGs, and this one I would actually like to see a full blown remake like Final Fantasy Seven. This one is called Chrono Trigger. Um, it actually got remade, re-released. I don't want to say remade, re-released on the on the Nintendo DS. I actually have the physical copy still of the Nintendo DS version. I don't have the Super Nintendo version, but I would like to see this game remade, like like Final Fantasy VII from the ground up completely. You want to talk about a game with multiple endings? Super um, or on Super Nintendo, this game was it, and this game is considered one of the greatest games, you know, in a generation. One of the greatest greatest games ever. Period. Um, you know, so if you haven't played Chrono Trigger, you can go through the quick endings or you can go through the ones that take a while. But ultimately, each one, each decision counts. You lose characters, you save characters, everything matters. It's good stuff. Um, so I would like to see that one remade from the ground up. Uh, another one, Lost Odyssey. And I mentioned this one because, and, you know, I, I should have mentioned it for the Xbox uh, 360. I didn't. Xbox 360 had a hard time coming up with JRPGs because nobody ever wanted to. For whatever reason, de- developed them. You had Eternal Arms, Infinite Discovery. Uh, you had Blue Dragon, uh, Lost Odyssey, actually being the ones that was amazing. And I'd actually played all those RPGs. But like when Xbox One came out, you just also they just disappeared. You know, for whatever reason, they just disappeared. A Lost Odyssey was on four discs when it came out for the original Xbox. Just four discs. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. It was on four discs, and when you open the box, the you know how it had that little knob, little knob in the mm-hmm. middle. It was yeah. thick and it was long, dude. To fit all four <laughs> man. I would like to see that game. Go ahead. I I was just gonna say I've never I've never got I've never played a game that's more than two. <laughs> so well, that's that's massive, bro. For for the time, you know, because obviously we have a lot more storage now. Yeah. And stuff, right? But yeah, that's and crazy. I do four own, discs. Four discs, dude. I do own that game physically. For the 360, and it actually came out a, year, a couple years ago for Xbox Live Gold. I got it for free, and I have. I that's one of the games I'll never delete from my Xbox One X right now, dude. It's still there. It's gonna be there, dude. I'm again one of those where you're just holding out for some sort of RPG, some sort of something. Again, if they if if they brought it back for the store, so that one I guess I would like a sequel to it. You know, Xbox maybe getting to RPG again. I I doubt it, but. You know, we'll see. Um, and then to kind of wrap up my last two uh, here, this one uh, was actually going to be made for the Nintendo 3DS. It was Mega Man Legends 3 that got canceled, and I believe I mentioned it again. Um, for whatever reason, I had played Part 1, Part 2, The Misadventures of Trombone and Tronbone, and when this one was announced, I said, "Yeah, you know, that's because I was in high, I was in college, I was older, I was going to be able to buy it, I was super into it, and then it just never got." made and released instead after that when um the creator for mega man left capcom this was during that time um he made was it mighty mighty number nine is what he made and mega man just became an afterthought so he never had a new mega man game since mega man was actually one of the franchises that i adore secondly adore to this day one of my favorite franchises of all time i actually have it up there you know, I would say a top four or five that I've just, you know, loved. Um, but for whatever reason, um, Mega Man's just now an afterthought altogether. We've been getting collections just to kind of please the fans, but we never really got a new Mega Man title, period. The fact that we are getting these collections is a good sign. Mega Man's still po- being poured out there, but Mega Man Legends 3 being canceled maybe down the line and I know Nintendo 
has been doing these things, not Capcom, but Nintendo's been doing these things where they're getting rights to like Star Fox 2 from Japan, or, you know, we still don't have Mother 3, right? But um, they've been doing this thing where they're trying to get these games that have never been released or playable, kind of finishing them up and releasing them. So maybe Mega Man Legends 3 might get a second win. I doubt it, but, you know, I'll, I'm never going to stop hoping. It's been years already since then, almost more than 10 or something like that. And then I'm going to wrap up with the game uh, for the Xbox 360. It actually came out on on Wear Replay. This is on Xbox Court. There's a game mm-hmm. called Cameo. Um, I've talked about this game before. Um, you're legit like a fairy elf, and she turns into these different three, three or four different monsters, depending on how you go about it. It actually ended on a cliffhanger, and it had one of those teaser endings where somebody that was close to you, you know, ended up being the bad guy. These things. So you're like, damn, right? And apparently when you look at the, and again, this game was never made. And there's even like concept art of Cameo 2. And oh my God, dude, it's, it looks amazing. And I said, oh, like, like totally different from part one. Part one, kind of light, but it still had those dark undertones, you know, that you don't like, you know, as far as dying, death, you know, just, just things like that. And then when you saw part two, became it became dark dark themes overall you know you're in a dark fairy death you know she's wearing this uh torn robe over her head and you know it's kind of like damn but i would love to see a cameo too i would love to see that game just brought back um that's actually one of the ones i would just love to see a part two of and if you actually google cameo 2 concept art you're gonna see all kinds of good stuff man like like great stuff, very very fable-esque if you want to, but obviously a little bit some little more arcadey with the different monsters you're able to control and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that wraps up my list. I know I had a lot more, but I'm glad I got to at least talk about them a little bit or at least give them a special shout out. Um, so I hope you enjoyed the discussion and those and those games being talked about. This I know it's a lot of fun for us, and that's why me and Rico wanted to do the the, the speed version was to talk about these discussions again because that's what, that's what's fun for us. It's it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. What do you think? Uh, I mean, it's it's great. Like to just it allows us to like not just like say something we want, but also like revisit and like talk about some of the ones that we have in common. Something maybe I forgot about or you forgot about. Uh, just re- like the nostalgia and also you know uh, throwing it out there, putting it into the universe. I know some people believe that that's the way you get things to yes. happen, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> obviously like now i can start with my real list and i can name every single pokemon game that i want to come out whether it's pokemon pinball the tcg game pokemon ranger like all those need to be remade as well uh maybe even pokemon master trainer the board game oh mm-hmm. yeah man mm-hmm. yeah i mean i i'm sure we can go we can i can go off on any one of these right but... <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> all the zeldas need to be remade specifically hey, hey. minish cap Needs to be hey, dude, remade and min, modernized. Min, Minish Cap, dude, was nobody talks about that game, dude. That that dude, it's just a sleeper. It's one of my favorites. Dude, Minish Cap on the Game Boy Advance. I have I have that game complete in box. You know how much that game runs for on eBay? What? A complete in box ran for about two hundred bucks, dude. Maybe a little more, dude. Dude, Minish Cap, man. Vati, man, underrated. They don't they don't bring back. And again, I've always and I know you have too, right? You've always appreciated those other games with not. Ganon or Ganondorf. <laughs> oh yes. Who are we fighting this time? Oh again. Okay. Bring it on, bro. <laughs> Timelines, Rico. Timelines. Don't you know? Timelines. Yeah. But um uh, I think that kind of wraps up our podcast, right? I think so. You know what? Something that I actually just got back into today that I wish would get a sequel. 
obviously this is not gonna be for like way down till way down the line but i just started playing PUBG again player unknown battlegrounds uh again with omar big uh booty daddy gaming i wish i would get a sequel too just a remastered a better engine a little smoother but obviously the game is still being supported we just got a new map out uh this past week so that that would be way down the line but i mean i'm sure we'll come back to this at some point once uh we this discussion specifically at some point once we get uh we remember some other things that we kind of forgot about maybe we'll include some of our other friends you know we all have different tastes different games that we'll remember be nostalgic about and stuff so uh yeah for me i think that's that's a wrap yeah um in my end just we do have a lot more of these type of discussions planned whether they're soundtracks or game soundtracks anime soundtracks music uh whether they're um, recommendations, game recommendations, we even anime discussions and anime recommendations. So we do have a lot of discussion topics and we keep adding to these because we do enjoy and have a really good time talking about these things. And again, like Rico said, maybe bring in a friend or two um, to kind of assist us and give their own opinion because we all do have different tastes. Uh, but other than that, I think we're set. Um, go ahead. Uh, real quick, I'll just add, let us know if you like, if you prefer like the discussion being like the heavy part and us kind of, I know the the news still took us a little bit, but if you would prefer us to like zoom through the news and kind of focus more on the discussion and stuff like that. Uh, I know Marcus has mentioned, and I'm sure right now he'll throw out uh, our Twitter and uh, we do have the discord, which I now have been putting like in the description of the podcast. If you want to hop into our discord, uh, just uh, if you like this this better, like heavy discussion, like quicker news, like say so. Uh, and let us know. And Rico was right on. That's exactly what I was about to do. Um, if you haven't followed us, you can find us on Twitter at Mara Nerds. Um, on Twitter, that's the only thing we're rolling with right now. We're, again, it's been a while. It's been a few months. We, we, we didn't, we've been doing this pretty consistently. So later on down the line, I'm sure we'll get kind of get more out there. But uh, we're trying to be able to. We're trying to manage what we can. Um, at this point so with twitter enrico and i agreed we get a lot of news does come from twitter and that would be one of the places where you can actually follow us and like rico said you do have access to our discord on our channels on all those different channels um but other than that if you have not heard our previous stuff again rss.com apple Podcasts, spotify uh, pocket cash you can find us on any one of those the, la- the last thing we did was a thor review of love and thunder featuring um our good friend um Rudy, aka the block, aka Taco Dude. So if you have not heard that, go ahead and give that a, a listen. Otherwise, I think that's a wrap, right? It's a wrap. That's a wrap. All righty. Thank you. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, everybody. Y'all have a good night. Later.